Hello, this is episode 24 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And uh, after a little uh, tiny hibernation-style winter break, uh, we're back again for the new year and the new decade, 2020, and um, hopefully continuing to discuss and explore all the things that you want to do. Um, As with all previous episodes, um, I would give this caveat that, well, yeah, None of us have, maybe have the official qualifications of a doctor or um, specialist or so on. Uh, And so for anything that you hear here, uh, for anything that you pick up from the podcast, please do not take it as medical advice. I know this is uh, something that you have to say in this day and age and it's dumbed down and repeated again and again. But yeah, please, if you do uh, need... Uh, assistance, then you must uh, uh, officially uh, find the uh, appropriate, responsible uh, doctor or specialist uh, to guide you. And don't just take our advice. And anything that is given is only given in terms of opinion, advice, or in terms that, well, you know, this is something that you yourself could check out. And that way uh, you will be more empowered, I believe. Um, You know, we don't have any sponsorship. We don't have any type of uh, uh, kind of financial backing or anything else. We don't promote anybody else. And that is one of the the main benefits that that we have, is that we've always been totally independent and we're not biased or coloured in any way, uh, unlike some other people that, you know, put out their own... um, corporately or locally sponsored deals. So anyway, tonight we've got a real, real treat for you again. Um, Gustav, who's uh, originally from Denmark, currently living in France. He's um, one of the rare souls out there. He's put a lot of money and time and effort into developing his own system to help people to recover in his own way. Now, some of what you hear may resonate with you, other parts may not, it may be very new, very unfamiliar, but what would please say is please stick with it right to the end and see what he says. And at the moment, Gustav is currently treating people with his curalistic program uh, entirely free of charge. And like I said, he's put a lot of his effort and money and time and devotion into doing this. So if you want to get in touch with him, we'll provide the information during the podcast. And, and, you know, he's there as a free resource at the moment. Um, Then please use it because for not just for PCS, but other chronic conditions, uh, what he's doing could possibly make a really big difference to certain people. Um, All you have to do is to be expand your mind, expand your soul, expand your uh, awareness to be able to encompass this. Uh, if you don't, then you can sit where you are and stay where you are and say, well, nothing's working for me. Uh, I'm not prepared, you know, subconsciously to try anything new. But then again, if you did that, that's that's your option as well. We really, really hope that you do, and we hope that you... Um, look to different areas that for, that's the reason the whole podcast exists and so here we go here's the uh the chat and the interview that i had with gustav uh just today i really really hope that you'll enjoy right so tonight ladies and gentlemen and whoever else is listening uh we have gustav all the way from france i believe 
Yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gustav is a founder and a progenitor of Curalistic, which is something that I'd never, until very, very recently, until he uh, kindly approached me, I'd never even heard of. And I was like, I was a little, I must admit, I was a little bit sceptical at first, and I thought, well, we do get a lot of approaches, but... Um, uh, I tell you what, this gentleman's put a lot of his time and his effort and his own personal money uh, and and everything else into to what he's doing. And uh, if you are um, interested, obviously we're going we're going to give you some uh, some points and links uh, during the podcast. But it, first, as a first point of contact, if you maybe go to YouTube and look up uh, Curalistic, uh, then you'll find him. So good evening, Gustav, and. Uh, Good evening. Good, good evening. evening. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm good. And you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Uh, and right. thanks for being so generous with your time and coming here to do this. Um, sure. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and, and, and how you, you got to this point, please? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, my journey or my, my background is, in fact, I, I have no medical uh, background. Uh, I, uh, I am a... Uh, educated from a business school, oh, yeah. uh, so I, I've come from a very, uh, very much, uh, very much different um, industry or background than maybe many of the other people you see out there. Yeah. But what I do have in common uh, with many of you guys is that I went through this entire ordeal myself. Right. So um, um, back in, I think it might have been in 2006, 7, 8, I actually don't remember exactly, um, I fell on snowboard and uh, I, I hit uh, my yeah. head. Um, so I, in, in, the, in, the, in the period after that, I, I went through some, from some different symptoms. Although they weren't too severe, there was just this lingering headache and these different, very rather subtle uh, different uh, symptoms that I'm sure you're all familiar with um, that lingered on for a few years. And then when I started my master's master's degree uh, at the business school, I uh, pushed myself uh, very, very uh, hard or what turned out to be too much. Mm. Um, So I I would go to the library and I would sit and study for 10, 12, uh, 14 hours each day in what turned turned out to be a, a really bad uh, posture. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so I would be stressed. I would be stressed. I would be in a bad posture. And this uh, this initial whiplash, those initial symptoms from the whiplash, just seemed to um, very slowly um, creep in uh, on 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 me. And I remember one morning when I woke up. Uh, that was that was. Um, I guess sort of the first day in what you can call my journey because the headaches that I was used to being gone in the morning uh-huh. was, wasn't gone this morning. Oh, so I was, I was obviously a little bit yeah. concerned and I thought, well, you know, one has a headache once in a while and um, I went back to the library as, I've been, <laughs> as I had been doing uh, intensively for the last three months. Yeah. And this headache just seemed to persist. You know, I t- took some 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 painkillers, drank right. a little bit more coffee, okay. Ooh, and right. the, okay. yeah, <laughs> coffee. Yeah, and, and over the course of the next um, next couple of weeks, um, I just got more and more anxious because, of course, the headache was interfering with my ability to concentrate. Yeah. So I started to um, sleep worse. My stress increased. I got uh, more symptoms, and. 
I started my master's, master's uh, degree in September, and around Christmas, uh, all my symptoms were just uh, full, full, full blown. So wow. I could still, I would still go to the library for twelve hours, but I would come back and having, I would basically read the same page again hundreds of and times, again and, and again. I, nothing would stick. Wow! So I had no idea uh, how to to absorb the material. I was mm. sleeping. Uh, stressful sleep, three hours, four hours per night. Uh, I, I usually say that um, I, I, I approach the, 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 the act of going to bed. Um, I was as stressed as if I was going to uh, uh, an oral exam. Um, that, well, so going to, yeah. Like going into combat almost. Exactly, exactly. It was terrifying for me to go to bed uh, because I knew that, you know, from the experience of the last couple of months, oh. it was probably just going to be another horrible night and I desperately needed a good night's sleep because, of course, I was getting yeah. back uh, behind on, on my on my um, schedule with, with my studies and everything. So it wasn't actually until after Christmas that year when I had, you know, headaches, light sensitivity, uh, of course, it, it, impossible to, to concentrate. Uh, I had uh, tooth pain, issues with my jaw, right. uh, my my arms uh, hurt, um, and my hands hurt, and 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 you know everything. Mm. Probably I have I have my symptom list on on my website, but probably some thirty different um, symptoms uh, centered around the upper body. Yeah, well, as we know, there's, there's I think that to to count, there's about forty two or forty three different symptoms uh, that are under the syndrome syndrome of post concussion syndrome. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think I, I had uh, pro- probably pretty much all of them. I never had visual wow. disturbances, yeah. and I never had t- tinnitus. <laughs> that's probably that's no, that's at least those 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 two I didn't have, which are also very common. Yeah, I, I know there there is a great variance, but I think if anybody had all forty two or forty three, then they'd probably finish them off. <laughs> Yeah, that's completely. True. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. So what you, you, yeah. you've described about yourself, and it sounds like you're in a, a a very kind of compressed space in terms of needing to study and so on. And it sounds, I don't mean disrespectfully, but it sounds like at the time you were doing literally all the wrong things to help yourself recover, but, but much, un- yeah. unknowingly. Unknowingly, absolutely. And so, Absolutely. I mean, I had I had no respect for for the limitations of my own body. But you uh, don't. No, so, you won't. yeah, that's that's how it turned out. You don't. I think anybody that's had a, a major concussion or brain injury, they're not going to know. This is the thing: is life is cruel in the, in the fact that you don't know what you need to do to recover. Exactly. When exactly. I, I think back to my own experience, when I got to like concussion seven or eight, I, I actually I developed a way to, to actually heal it by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is why it's so important that, that the knowledge gets out there. And this is why I'm glad we've got you on here tonight, because uh, obviously we're, we're going to talk about what, what you're doing, but there's many other things as well. Yes. Right. And so where did you go from there? Well, um, I visited the doctor, obviously, yeah. uh, eventually. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, as I'm sure you you've all experienced, mm. um, the doctors uh, are not um, particularly, or, although I'm sure they would want to, but they, they they just don't know what to do with no. uh, with these kinds of um, situations. No. So I went to I, I had an MRI <laughs> scan and you know, mm. X-ray and. Um, pretty much all kinds of scans, and yeah. I was sent to physiotherapists. I went to a neurologist. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the entire round, I went to acupuncturists and masseuse, uh, massage therapists. Yeah. And yeah, and, and so on and so on. Right. And nothing, what, and what, what, what was really uh, impacting me was that when I visited those different specialists, mm-hmm. they actually, all, all of them told me, told me, t- told me that they knew what was wrong with me. Right. The only problem was that each specialist said something different. Yeah. So, you know, I concluded or I tended to conclude that none of them actually knew what was wrong with me, but they all just said, you know, if I visited a neurologist, his explanation was that there was something wrong with my nerves. If I visited yeah. a, a physiotherapist, there was something wrong with my muscles. If I visited uh, some other um, uh, specialist, then uh, I would get uh, an explanation within his frame of, uh, of, of, um, of, of, of work. Um, so my conclusion really was that they don't really know what's wrong with me. So my breakthrough yeah. was um, when when I went to a massage therapist and I could conclude that when I went away from that massage therapist, my symptoms would flare up dramatically. Typically. Right, okay. Um, so I thought, okay, well, if this guy is massaging my, my, my muscles, then surely that, that there must end and my symptoms are flaring up. Then surely that there must be some sort of connection between my muscles and uh, and my symptoms, and that's that was my starting point uh, from okay. for, for doing my own research. Um, right. Which I then, yeah, so so, so so that was like the key or the catalyst, right? So it was. so uh, going back to what you just said about going to the very specialists and doctors and people, that's like the kind of old allegory of, of like the the like five blind men trying to examine the elephant and describe it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's like, it you know, one's feeling the trunk saying, it. well, it must be a hose or no one's feeling the leg saying, well, it's very solid and sturdy. And I, I believe that that is probably a very ironic and, and in, in some ways it's funny, but not if you're sick or ill, uh, of, dis- of describing the old paradigm of medicine that we, we, we're kind of currently uh, in, in the birth throes of, of breaking out from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I completely agree. And I think that one of the yeah. main issues... Um, with uh, with the, the, the way that the, the health system is built in these sort of um, secluded sections. So you have these different specialists specializing in, in their respective areas. Yeah. Is that this condition is very multifaceted. Yes. So you need, to, you need to approach this from a holistic point of view. And you really need a doctor who is, speci- who is specialized in the body as, 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 as a whole. And not just a neurologist, not not just no. a, a mental coach, not just a, a stress expert, not just a, a massage therapist, not just a, a physical therapist. You need somebody who understands the body as as a, as a, the whole, uh, as an, in, in the end, its entirety. Yeah, in fact, from what I understand, and I'm I'm looking because a lot most of our listeners are in North America. Uh, Canada, United States, and so on. I, I'm going to produce an example of what they ha- have available to them. And at the moment, there's an extreme new paradigm health revolution going on of all kinds of treatments. Um, things which, when if we go back to 19, the early 1970s, uh, President Nixon had a war on drugs, and he outlawed everything that was at the time, at the end of the 60s, being used for, uh, in terms of starting to research it for medicine. So you'd look at, in psychotherapy and, and uh, psychology uh, uh, therapy tools, you'd have LSD, 
uh, for other things that have like psilocybin mushrooms, MDMA for couples therapy and for trauma, uh, ketamine for pain and different things and so on, and even cannabis to an extent uh, for, for cancer and different stuff. And he, he shut all that off. But now, if you go to the States now and you look at uh, the different clinics there are, they're treating, they're, Gustav, they're treating everything with these kind of five types of medicines and, sure. and I know that's only one small part of it and there's in no way do we ever promote kind of those for any kind of recreational use but in terms of a clinical and uh, you know metered um, use for therapy then it can be really valuable but what we're talking about again is a whole holistic picture where you've got um, such as what you're doing or Bowen technique therapy or you've got acupuncture, you've got so many other things, hyperbaric treatment, all kinds of things. Uh, and then you've got all this, the spiritual methodologies and energy healing as well. And if you think about that, it's a massive umbrella, isn't it? It is, yes, absolutely. Um, so, anyway, um, if you've had this uh, drive and this urge to do this and you've got to this point, where did you go from there and what, what kind of what kind of set you on the path to what you're doing now? Well, um, to, to cut a, a long, long story short, um, eventually I, I, I realized that my symptoms um, were intimately, of course, related to my muscles. Right. And there's this thing that's been around since uh, for the last, I think, 100 years or it's been, been, mm-hmm. been described for, for the last 100 years called trigger points and yes. most people have heard about them and they are small nodules in the muscles that um, that if activated send out pain and create other symptoms in your in your body so i can i can just roll back the the the, the film a little bit and explain yeah. what, what had happened to me yes, please, um, yeah. um, if, if, if that's okay yeah so please. so i i was overly ambitious i was pushing pushing it extremely hard and my muscles were in a very very tense state and they were building up this thing called latent trigger points and latent trigger points are trigger points which means that if you press the trigger points in the muscles you will feel um you will feel um that they radiate the pain out or they refer pain to other places than Mm -hmm. where the trigger point sits so okay. you, have a big, you have a big muscle on the side of your neck called uh, the sternocleidomastoid. Yes. Um, uh, or for in short, just the SCM. Mm-hmm. And if you press a trigger point in the SCM muscle, most people will feel some sort of referred pain or discomfort up into in, up into the head. It might be in the back of your head. It might be in the front of your head. It go, can go into your eyes, your jaws, your teeth, your ears your throat even, um, and these trigger points, they tend to build up due to stress. But they, um, while, while they are building up, they are still uh, inactive or latent, which means that they are not creating any uh, problems for you for the moment. Yeah. However, they can switch and become active. And typically that's okay. what happens when um, people are in a car accident or when they hit their right. head um, in, uh, in 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 an injury, um, this this these events are typically the activating event that pushes these trigger points from a latent or dormant state into yeah. an active state. Okay. And 
and this is also this is uh, this is, so, so this is this is the framework from by which I work with. Obviously, when you are when you hit your head, other things uh, can go wrong. But uh, in in my experience, mm. and ba- based on the, the people that I'm that I'm helping currently, um, the vast majority of the symptoms that you experience uh, are due to these um, these trigger points. Um, and they, they are not only responsible for for the pain that you experience, they are also responsible for visual disturbances, inner ear malfunctioning, um, TMJ or um, issues yeah. with the the, the the TMJ or the, the, the TMJ joint, which is your, your jaw joint. The jawbone, yeah. Um, jawbone, uh, they are responsible for an inability to swallow. They are responsible mm. for excessive um, tearing. They are responsible for tinnitus and so on. Wow, and yeah. um, um, of course, um, you might want to w- want to ask how can a trigger point in uh, the sternocleidomastoid create excessive tearing? For example, yeah. what is the what is the logical connection between uh, your eyes uh, tearing uh, excessively yeah. and 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 a trigger point in, in a muscle that sits uh, on the side of your throat? Yeah. And the reason uh, the reason well, I mean, from my point of view, the reason is that. If you if if the sternocleidomastoid the the, the, the thick uh, muscle on, on the side of your neck if it sends pain into your eyes your <laughs> eye interprets uh, that as if there is something stuck in your eye right so your eye your eye is in, in incapable of uh, of um, distinguishing the pain that you would feel if a, mm. a, a, gr- a grain of sand was yeah. in your eye Okay. And uh, the pain that is referred from the from the from the muscle uh, from the trigger point, wow. and it responds as 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 it is used to doing when something is stuck in the eye, and that is to try to rinse out this um, um, impurity with yes. tears. And it's the same kind of thing that happens. So many people um, suffer from chronic um, um, congestion or stuffed nose, noses, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the same kind of mechanism. So pain goes into your nose, your body thinks that there's some sort of infection or impurity, mm-hmm. and it responds with, um, with uh, um, uh, producing mucus, um, and, you, and you become okay. uh, uh, chronically uh, congested. Oh, and I, okay. Yeah, well, you're I could gonna... go on and, and you know explain all of the other <laughs> symptoms, you know, inner ear symptoms and the throat and all those things. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to help me with that because I've I've like run out your symptoms. So yeah, sure. I, I know we, I know we're early days, but yeah, we, we're gonna have to uh, have to discuss that soon because yeah, so that's been mm-hmm. driving me mad for the last few years. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. So um, is there any element, Gustav, where you think that? Um, Early life, say early life trauma or some form of CPTSD, uh, could have any bearing on those kind of uh, over over exaggerated trigger points. Yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Okay, and I, I actually, wondered about the, that. My, my my journey was to uh, you know I, I went out uh, and looked <laughs> at people with whiplash and post concussion, yeah. but I noticed that there was a huge overlap with with all kinds of other diseases such as yeah. fibromyalgia and this uh-huh. thing called TMJ. Yeah, uh, you have something called Meniere's disease. Meniere's, uh, yeah, yeah. Eustachian ear dysfunction. Yes, you have yeah. tinnitus, and uh-huh. you. I could probably go go on for you know maybe some 50, yeah. uh, 50 diagnoses here. Right. And 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 to, to, to go back to your to your question, um, I've I actually um, for one and a half years on and off I lived I I, I rented an apartment um, and I invited 
two sick people uh, to come in and live with me. Um, so, so two people would come and, and live with me for maybe two months yeah. and we would, do, we would do my program and, you know, I, I would get to know them. And then for the next two months, two other uh, sick people would, would come and come and live with me. Yeah. And what, um, what, what is common or what everybody's in this business seems to have in common is some sort of stressor. Yes. So for me, for me personally, I am a people pleaser. I am uh, right. an overachiever. Mm -hmm. I am a perfectionist. And there's no <laughs> right. question that all of yeah. those um, all of those elements was the core driver for my stress. Okay. Um, for other people, the the the, the stress uh, driver can be, as as you mentioned, the the, the tra traumatic events from your childhood. Yeah. So um, if you've had trauma traumatic uh, events <clears throat> in your childhood, it could be sexual abuse it could be uh, um, bullying uh, sustained bullying over, over many uh, years just a few episodes depending on how you yeah, interpret it there's all kinds um, of yeah and mm. and you know a more traditional ptsd uh, war trauma for example but any kind of event in your in your past that that if it resurfaces today you will feel um, extreme discomfort so yeah, yeah, if you if you have a traumatic event in your in your childhood, for example, you will just you will subconsciously do everything that you can to avoid this um, um, moving into your conscious mind. Oh, so yeah, essentially, yeah. essentially, you will want to block out. And some people are so successful in blocking out traumatic events that they um, entirely forget that that uh, that they happened because they are so painful. The yes. problem here. Aside from you know the traumatic event is is, is problematic in itself, of course, but the uh, the, uh, the what contributes even more to to, to why this is so tra tra tragic is that um, the the act of pushing these events down into your subconscious yeah. is extremely stressful. Wow! Yeah, uh, that's that's very 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 true. I, I'm glad yeah. you, I'm glad you brought that up because. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, CPTSD and, and and trauma from childhood, obviously you've got the the, the, the ones that people know about, like sexual abuse uh, and and kind of uh, physical abuse or violence. But mm -hmm. then there's also all sorts of other uh, more subtle triggers from different types of parents, whether they uh, have Class B personality disorders or the narcissistic parents, or uh, so it's emotional, it's uh, ambient abuse, and then there's mm -hmm. also neglect and other things. And I think people listening to this may may kind of want to know that basically there's a whole variety of ways in which children can pick up very bad signals from parents. And then in terms of themselves, they go down to like a tiny little ball in their adult life. They become like a tiny little squash ball and they've still got this um, uh, kind of historical bad parent in their mind in terms of CPTSD uh, kind of crushing them and, and kind of constantly that it actually develops into a place where they're, they're being constantly uh, abused even if the parent dies at some point then they're still being exactly. uh, abused so yeah I'm glad you brought that up as well um, so what what in your in your I, I know I've, I've listened to your audiobooks and everything and I've, try, I've tried to take in as much as I can what in your opinion Gustav is the best way for someone then to get started in in terms of curiosity with the healing yeah yeah so um the the healing of course the 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 problem is if you just take it from the very beginning what, yeah, what happens yeah, and why you get sick 
So there is some, there's typically there's some sort of stress stressor in your life, childhood mm-hmm. tra- trauma, um, uh, people pleaser, and so on, which makes your body um, chronically stressed. Yeah. And when your body is chronically stressed, your muscles tense up. Yeah. Um, so if I can just uh, make a comment about what stress sure. is. Yeah. So stress is a, a mechanism, it's a defense mechanism or um, state state that the body can enter into to survive in the very short term. Mm-hmm. And so, so stress, if you, um, uh, if you go all the way back, it's, it's really intended for, for, for running away or fighting uh, an immediate danger, for example, a tiger. So back in, yeah. back on the on the on the savanna uh, or in the Stone Age or if you go even further back, you had limited calories and you had limited oxygen. So mm. at any given time, uh, an, an animal or a person has a limited amount of resources in in the blood that it can use on different systems. So um, yes. your brain takes up, I think, it's twenty five percent of the uh, of your caloric intake. And actually, and 20%, I believe, of the oxygen that you breathe, your yeah. digestive system takes up a part of, of the oxygen and calories, your reproductive system takes up a part, your immune system takes up, takes up a part, your cell repair system takes up a part, yeah. your hormonal system takes up a part, and so on. But when you go into stress and you need to <laughs> run away from a tiger right now, in the, yeah. in the next couple of minutes, all of the all of the energy that are usually going into all of these systems are redirected into the muscles, which makes them tense up tremendously. Yeah. So, um, and this is great if you are running away from the tiger in just uh, a couple of minutes. Yeah, However, yeah. people who have internal tigers are running mm. away from the tiger chronically or permanently. So yeah, this is why their muscles means. not only do their muscles tense up, but the rest of the systems in their body, the ones that I just described start to fall apart because they're not right. getting the attention um the muscles are getting, getting all the attention so um and then of course you start getting the trigger points you start getting all of the symptoms which makes you even more stressed mm-hmm. and and uh, this also impacts your breathing if maybe we can talk about that uh, later uh, yes. how important, yeah, why definitely, that is important. Definitely, yeah. but basically you have to understand why what has um, put you in this situation in the first place and then you need to start rewinding this vicious circle <laughs> Right. And um, the way that I work with people is that, firstly, I encourage, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a therapist myself, so no. I encourage them to, uh, to see a therapist and if, if they have any kind of uh, stressors in their life that, that might be uh, reduced yeah. from, from therapy. So if you have childhood traumas, you need to go uh, and, and talk about them. You need to cry, okay. you know, do the do the, the therapy. If you are a people pleaser, you have to come to, to terms with the, the fact that you cannot please everybody and you should not try to and yes, so on. So, so that will yeah. lower your stress. The next part, um, typically in my program, um, would be to fix your breathing. Because most people who, um, who uh, get stuck in this vicious circle, they tend to breathe with the chest and that yes, is uh, yeah. horrible for all kinds of reasons, which I would, can, can get into. Um, um, but the first thing that I teach them is to start is to how to breathe with this the stomach, and it's actually pretty yes. difficult if, if you're yeah. used to breathing with your chest. So so you need to go through uh, uh, what I call a, a seven day breathing challenge um, to <laughs> to sort of re relearn how to breathe with with the, with the belly. And then mm. uh, the next element is that you start self-applied uh, trigger point massage. Um, we always start with fixing the symptoms you have in your head first. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll target with the with the trigger point massage. We'll target the muscles that are responsible for all symptoms in your head. Yeah. Then once your head has cleared out, once you have no more visual disturbances, no more headaches, no more um, tinnitus, and no more ear any ear in issues, no more jaw issues, no more teeth issues, and yeah. so on, mm-hmm. then we will uh, work our way downwards, and we will then pay attention to the arms. We'll fix the arms. Yeah. We'll fix fix your chest, and then uh, move downwards. But typically, even if you if your condition is a full body um, um, issue. Then mm-hmm. just the, 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 the fact of, of de-stressing and working on your breath will actually sometimes clear up um, symptoms in the lower body uh, without any uh, uh, targeted uh, treatment on, on, the, on the muscles of, of the lower body. Okay. And then in the end, you know, I'm, I'm tracking the progress of the people that I'm helping. So they always do a symptom list in the, uh, as the first, as the initial uh, uh, start. Yeah. And um, if their total symptom score, let's say it's 200, then we track them and then maybe after three months we do another symptom list and then typically mm-hmm. their their symptoms will have fallen by on average they fall by by 10 percent per month if they wow. stick to the program that's uh, i know it doesn't sound a lot but that that's quite significant especially yeah. if, especially for people that have, uh, have more had more acute injuries or problems mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um the biggest challenge for for most of the people that i'm working with is, is motivation yeah, how do you make yeah, how do you course, how do yeah. you you know that's, get it done yeah that's uh, the same so that's yeah, that's a the big same part from, from my point of view is is to try help people with motivation yeah um and and how 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 they can uh, get it done so so how what what how typically do you do that and what kind of tools do you employ um well um that depends <laughs> on the individual i mean it and it and it depends For example, on why the motivation yeah. is not there so there can be different reasons one reason is that they're not convinced that the treatment will work okay so i'll i'll, yeah. I'll talk to them about why they might have uh you know a reluctance to doing to sure. doing it or, yeah. or losing the motivation and no. if it turns out that they are not convinced you know everybody can lose their faith um, yes, yeah, I will show true. the success stories of the other people that I because I'm I'm video um, I'm video documenting on video all the people that I, I help heal. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. and then I I've I, seen that, I ask yeah. them to go and watch a few of those videos and you know they they will get get more appetite and and they will get back on track. But it might also yes. be um, um, a, a lack of, um, you know, many of the people that I'm helping uh, have families, for example. Yes. Uh, as I'm course. sure you're aware, there's a, yeah. an overweight of, of, of women in, in with these um, uh, issues, and yes, many of them are that's, mothers. That's correct. Yeah, that's true. And some of them, some of them feel guilty about having to spend time on themselves yes, rather than the, on, their, massively. on the family. Yes, and this, so, this is a, a very important area. Yeah, yeah, and for anyone that's listening, yeah, this is something that that we need to focus on massively. Go Absolutely. on, go on. <laughs> so yeah, so so you know, I, I talk to them about what what might be the main uh, problems, and you know, I always start out um, acknowledging their lack of motivation because everybody has it, and it's perfectly normal. Uh, it can be a little bit taboo, you know. People can think, oh, uh, why am I not motivated to get well? Mm. Uh, you know? Yeah, uh, so, that's so right. Yeah, a little bit taboo to, to talk about. Yeah. Um, there's another interesting um, element in the, 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 the reluctance uh, or the motivation, um, and that's actually based on people's fear of change. Oh, yeah. Hippocrates said that. 
Yeah. One it's... of the first things Hippocrates said was that, well, yeah, you have to have a total agreement from a patient before mm-hmm. you can go through healing. And this is yeah. it's just so overlooked. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so many people, uh, and it's, it's, it's a very common uh, psychological um, feature of the human mind, yeah. is that there is a reluctance to change, even if that change is for the better. Yeah. So, although you logically and one 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 in one from one point of view, you definitely you desperately want to get better. Yeah. But from another, maybe subconscious point of view, you don't want to get better. And mm, the reason for yeah. this is that it's it's very it, it makes sense if you try to dig into why it is like this. Imagine that you are currently ill and you're currently sick. Yeah. All of your family, all of your friends, <laughs> the way that you interact with the world the way that the world interacts with you are um, based on the fact that you are at least partly um, partly ill. So yes. there are so many um, behavioral patterns that we are used to um, uh, rely on, so so that it doesn't create friction in the way that we interact with the, with the with the world. Yeah. For example, if you if your friends, I can tell you that one of the women that I I, I lived with, she was very. It turned out that she was quite nervous about getting well because she right. used to tell her friends. Uh, she mm-hmm. she had a a, a, yeah. a, a a reason for not participating in social events, okay. and the reason was that I, I have a headache today. Whoa. And she was genuinely uh, uh, yeah. afraid that if she could not say that I that I cannot participate because I have a headache, then how can I get out of things that I don't want to do? So she and then of course we right, had to talk. I, I had to talk yeah. to her and then you know and 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 and, and explain to her and, and talk to her about <clears throat> it's always okay to say I'm tired whether yeah. you're sick or not. Well, yeah, it's so, it's just a natural boundary. But when you when exactly. Yeah, when you get chronically sick, you lose that perception of, of what is natural. Exactly, exactly. And you know that being, I mean, you you might have had experience uh, with the world from a chronically sick point of view for the last oh. 10 years. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, means that yeah, you definitely. are very comfortable interacting with the work from a chronically sick point of view. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it, it's, it's the same with all kinds of, um, you know, if if you have, for example, if you if the if your career is a is an important part of your personality, yeah. then all of us and you are used to interacting <laughs> with the world as because you are an, an accountant or a doctor. Yeah. Then if you are all of a sudden not a doctor anymore or an accountant anymore, then how are you how are you going to go about small talk? How are you going to go about you know um, talking and interacting uh, with with your friends? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, so there could be many different reasons for why motivation, and and there can be some reluctance to to getting well. Yeah, exactly. And and this is uh, something that I, I know you talked about already, Gustav, about your uh, experiences as early as what is it, two thousand and six. My first problem, uh, the first problem I had was in, I think, late 99, early 2000. And mm-hmm. I, had, I had vaccine damage from a, a flu jab, which I didn't need to have. Um, it, it was kind of like, at the time, I wasn't w- quite aware enough, and I, I accepted this. And within hours and days of this, I, I was very, very sick. It started to eat away at my immune system and just, t- just to drag it down into the depths of, like, 
destruction, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after that, I had the first early stages of what I then found out was fibromyalgia. Uh, within a year or so, uh, all my legs, all the, the varicose veins in my legs came up uh, in an unbelievable way. I had uh, to have them operated on a couple of years later. 50-odd incisions in my legs, and after that, I, I was still heading downhill, starting to get depressed, and then I had a uh, concussion and so on. So it was, I won't go into all of it, because if anybody listening to the podcast would have heard it heard it all already. But from mm-hmm. there, it was like a spiral downwards. Um, and um, I think it, once you get into that spiral, uh, the, the worse and the further down you, you go, you, you totally lose sight of uh like proportion and what what's what what is actually and perspective as well what is um what is the thing that's making me sick and i think for a lot of people they go for so many years and especially if they're taking doctor's drugs and allopathic drugs and these kind of drugs just kind of wipe from your memory what what was making you sick in the first place yes um so what what comes next then? Well, um, well, so 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 the the, the way that I, I, I work then, of course, um, um, is that I help um, help these people uh, get well. And right now, uh-huh. um, which uh, something that I would like to uh, communicate or to, to talk about is yes, the fact please. that I'm doing yeah. all of this uh, voluntarily, so I'm, I'm not charging any money. And yeah. uh, my the purpose or the mission with what I'm doing right now uh, is to cure. Um, um, uh, cure 100 incurables. Right. So I'm, I'm taking. Wow. I'm, I'm working currently. I'm helping 70 people from around the world uh-huh. um, with um, mainly with post concussion, but also this uh, TMJ um, TMJ yeah. uh, disorder. Okay. Um, and a few with fibromyalgia. Yeah. And what they have in common is uh, what we all have in common, or what you all have in common, is that uh, the doctors do not seem to have any uh, um, um, response to to their situation. Very so true. So I'm, I'm going through all of these people, and I start them out with a video interview where they get to tell their story. Then okay. we do their first symptom list, which is a long list of all the different familiar symptoms, and they get to score each each system uh, symptom between zero and ten. Okay. Uh, ten being the worst. Yeah. And then we start the program: uh, the breathing, the de-stressing, the massage. Uh, uh, I have a, a sleep program to to so that they can relearn how to sleep. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've I, heard that. That was was really useful. I found that, that even my sleep's all right, but I found that really useful. Yeah, really great. useful. Um, and then eventually, um, uh, so so we, we move through the program. They, they they do the exercises. I track their changes. Yeah. And then it might it might not be possible for me to get them a hundred percent well. No. Because we all we all yeah, have a little bit of a you know everybody has a little bit of a back back ache once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm sort of happy if I can move them to 95 percent uh, recovered. Wow. Then I think I've, yeah. I've, I've sort of done my uh, done my duty, and then really? I publish the case uh, yeah. uh, the, of, of the patient, okay. who's not, no longer a patient. Yeah. Um, and I intend to do this with with a hundred um, with a hundred uh, incurable so called incurable people, and show that it is actually perfectly uh, possible to get uh, wow. to, to get over these all these um, symptoms. 
That sounds fantastic. So, wh- where can people get in touch with you, and and how do they find you? What kind of in terms of web links and stuff, so they can yeah, they can they can find me at curialistic.org, and also they can, as you mentioned in the introduction, they can search YouTube for uh, uh, for curialistic, and they will see I have a, a bunch of uh-huh. self 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 uh, self applied massage <laughs> videos. So I'll go over how you actually uh, treat yourself. Um, I've got vis- videos on, on stress and videos on, on, on breathing and so on. But I'm also very uh, active on Facebook. So if Facebook, you search yeah, for uh-huh. Curialistic on Facebook, oh, yes, yeah. uh, you, you will find me there. And anybody who can find me, Gustav Grunser, is more than happy, uh, more than welcome to add me uh, as a friend and, and write me. And uh, ask yeah. me if, if they can participate in my program, which is, is free. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so yeah, uh, that gives people a place to start from because I know there's going to be quite a few people. I could think of at least a couple of dozen off the top of my head that, that, that are going to be willing to ask questions. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. And um, it, I, I mean, in terms of what's next, you, you, I don't know if you want to go here next, but uh, what was what you were saying about uh, sleep and breathing mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is that something you want to explore next? Um, yeah, I mean, do you, you do you mean wanted to talk about it now or? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if, if if you can give people some simple guidance now, obviously yeah, pe- people sure. that want to get in I mean, touch with you the, are going to go best, further. I can tell you that the, the main, the, there are two components, the two, the, there are a few different important uh, elements in terms of sleep. First of all, I'll, I'll encourage people to go to my website and uh, yes. um, and listen to my to my book. It's a one and a half hour long. It's called um, uh, the STO Handbook. I, yes. I, I have yeah. named this condition Stress Tension Overload. So it's called the Stress Tension Overload Handbook. And it includes uh, a complete uh, walkthrough uh-huh. of what stress is, what trigger points are, how to treat them, how to um, relearn how to sleep, how to relearn how to breathe. And essentially, it's a do-it-yourself uh, program. And it's completely free as well. All of my resources are, are, are completely free. Um, and very briefly, the, the sleep program, no, actually, let's, uh, yeah, people can go and, and, uh, and, and listen and, uh, and, and, and listen to the, to the, to the book. Uh, but it, it it's it's pretty solid and and um, most people that at least that I am interacting with uh, they learn to sleep um, um, in in a, in a in a couple of weeks from doing the program. Yeah, I mean, I I I must admit to everybody, I uh, when Gustav got in contact with me, I was like, well, I don't, I've never heard of this, and I was like, uh, I know, yeah, <laughs> I, I said, yeah, I was a little bit skeptic. I'd never, I know, you know what this is, but I I do, I am open minded, and I do kind of think about things. But in the past, to the website, we 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 do get all kinds of people, as you can imagine. Sure. No, no offense to you, and no offense was ever intended, but. We get people get in touch and invariably, and I've, don't forget, I've done this, this is a 12th year now on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was on mm-hmm. Facebook since 2005. And when, yeah. I, when mm-hmm. I had my injury in 2006, it took me to like yeah. 2008 and nine till I got all these other groups going. And of yeah. course, you ha- oh, I learned some really, really harsh lessons about who to trust and not. And yeah. uh, we got all kinds of people uh, kind of, trolls we got all kinds of stuff and it was just like a minefield but we learned to to kind of root out the good from the bad 
And uh, we had a certain formula to do this. So when you came along, you kind of, you fulfilled that criteria pretty quickly. And I knew that, that you were a decent bloke. So no, have you say that. No, no, yeah. So um, what we found as well is that because we've kept things non-commercial and nothing we do has ever been sponsored or attributed to by anybody, we never had any, like yourself, I mean, you, you've committed financially a lot more than I ever could. And that, that's simply because of differences in who we are. And that, that's quite natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could never, ever say to anybody, oh, yeah, I'm just going to put adverts on the podcast. So I'm going to put like a request for money or to cover my expenses and whatnot. And uh, I've, over the course of the last kind of 14 years, I've, I've probably, if you add it up, I've spent a fortune doing this, but it's never, ever really been an issue. And no. I think uh, in that way, we kind of resonate some way. Um, yes. But going, f- yeah, but going forwards, yeah, um, I always set out to do this to, to kind of connect people together. So like the different countries and continents and whatnot. And uh, I think this is really good. So um, in terms of uh, what else do you kind of... Uh, Proport or believe in in terms of healing. Are there any other kind of modalities or therapies that you do, Gustav? Um, well, I am, as you can tell, a firm believer in. Um, I'm a very logically logically uh, based individual. Oh, you've been so an IT professional, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Horribly boring in terms of no. uh, you know, alternative <laughs> uh, treatments and, uh, and 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 healing. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, there's not there's not so much other than what makes sense from a okay. logical at least you know I'm, I'm sure that people who believe in healing uh, think that that makes sense as well. But well, I, I, I could I'm, explain I'm, it I'm, to I'm you. I'm a pretty conservative uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of uh, kind of um, kind of guy. Um, All right. So yeah, in in terms of like uh, I mean, if I, I, I don't know, you don't know probably that much about my history in terms of healing, but what I've been through is like um, in terms of uh, energy healing sound and vibrational mm-hmm. healing um mm-hmm. reiki healing is uh, like photonic light energy there's plenty of scientific evidence for that yeah, but uh, it's yeah. just it's just that it's not mainstream uh yeah, and yeah. what i think is that if something works regardless of not whether or not modern scientific community or the modern scientific community has caught up with it or not if, if things work uh, and uh, if, if it later does catch up, then it can still be valid. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and I think um, this is more and more so. Uh, have you heard of Amit Goswami? No. Amit Goswami was an Indian, Indian gentleman. Uh, he's a scientist and he was the, uh, the key of uh, um, kind of biological and, and scientific research and medicine and healing at Berkeley uh, in California mm-hmm. and he was born in I think Hyderabad or in the India his dad was a holy man and his, his mother similar but he w- uh, became one of the most respected scientists in all of uh, North America and he still is he's still uh, I think he was in um, he, he contributed to the film like what what the bleep and other things as well mm-hmm. but his books like the quantum doctor quantum activist and uh, uh, the self-aware universe uh, were were seminal for me in breaking out of the old mindset 
Mm-hmm. And what he did was he, a number of experiments and uh, like pointing towards the point between the past, like Ayurvedic medicine, ancient medicine and modern medicine and looking forward to the future. And sure. uh, uh, he's literally um, pointed a new pathway. But unfortunately, most of the mainstream hasn't quite caught up with that. So I think um, there are ways forwards, but you you have to be, and I, I would say, yeah, definitely look up for anybody else listening as well. Amit Goswami, but A-M-I-T, and Goswami, G-O-S-W-A-M-I. He, he really is one of the, you know, kind of like uh, progenitors of a, a new paradigm of medicine. So in terms as well, of uh, thinking about the future in like kind of psychodynamically how do you think you could develop what you're doing uh, to to fit in with a new paradigm of medicine how how do you think your 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 therapy is going to develop um well i think that i'm not sure that my approach is all you can you can you can you, i don't think you could say that it's moving all the way into the the what you would call the new alternative paradigm i think i, I think it should um, yeah, I think, well, I think it should. I suppose it depends <laughs> on how, how you define those different areas and and, and terms yeah. uh, i think i I want I want to move towards the truth. Um, well, and that's where it's going. Yeah, that's where so, it's going. So I I'm 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 not I'm not picky with what I would include in my program. So as I mentioned, I'm I'm, I'm not from any particular um, um, uh, medical background, or and I don't have no, any, no, any particular investment in any kind of method. So anything no. that works is going to be included in my uh, approach, but. Um, the way that I think about this is that you have to understand the problem first. You have to understand, you know, what part of the engine is broken and why the car is not driving before you can fix it. Yeah, and uh-huh. from my point of view, the people, um, I'm not saying that there couldn't be anything else um, no, no. That, um, um, wrong. Mm-hmm. But if, if what I have described in, 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 in the last hour, if that is what is wrong with you, this combination between stress, muscular tension, a bad breathing. If that is what is wrong with you, um, and maybe due to, to to childhood trauma and so on, then my approach is at least as far as I can see the most efficient way of uh, getting um, uh, getting well. Okay. Um, yeah. So no, there are other there are good. other ways to treat trigger uh-huh. points. They just don't work very well. There are lots of there are lots of um, uh, thera- therapists. Who will uh, charge you money uh, to 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 do um, trigger point uh, massage on you? But the problem with trigger points is that they need to be massaged massaged multiple times per day, and nobody can afford you know to hire a, a private physiotherapist who follows you uh, along. No, so, no, no. So the way that I work is that I I I I I usually say that the patient needs to become the therapist. So what yes, I do, yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. never touch my my patients. Um, but I teach them how to cure themselves. So that's, they're getting, uh, uh, yeah, that's, and, and, and maybe good. this is what is going to be the new paradigm, rather yeah. than having uh-huh. this patient, um, uh, patient um, um, a tr- a treater uh, or practitioner or therapist. Um, a hierarchy, and, uh, yeah, it's like a hierarchy. Approach, you rather educate the 
patient to become his own therapist. Exactly, and that's what, what yeah, that's like getting rid of what is uh, a, an unfair hierarchy in my perception. Yes. Because there is this, like, people here in the UK, I don't know if you're familiar with the UK, but we, we have kind of like an unfair hierarchy here where because of like eight or nine decades of our National Health Service, people uh, abdicate all the responsibility, everything, to, and they give up all their uh, power to somebody in, in a term of like a, a one or two or three level hierarchy where they think, well, oh, this person just knows what must be best for me. Yeah, exactly. and, and then they, they, they refuse to look anywhere else and they become so subjugated uh, emotionally. Yes. It's quite frightening. Uh, but yes. I'm glad you, you talked about what, what you just talked about. But um, uh, could you please give us, uh, I, I know you could, you'd have to do so kind of anonymously or, or maybe not, but could you give us an example of one of uh, or one or two, one, even one or two of your case studies and talk yeah. as much as you want sure, uh, sure. to say, to say um, how they help them, please. Actually, the, 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 the first, so I'm originally from Denmark, so yeah. I mentioned <laughs> that I was living with uh, with people uh, um, in, in, in an apartment. We actually, I think we started uh -huh. in uh, in Budapest where I had okay. uh, rented right, an apartment yeah. for two months and then we mm -hmm. moved to uh, Poland and spent some time there. Right. And then, and then wow. we also were, were in Croatia, so various places in, in, in Europe where I could find could find a cheap apartment. But this this uh, particular uh, girl um, who is unfortunately the case isn't Danish, but they're, they're, so first of all, there, there are many of these cases on my website. I think I've published yeah. fourteen so far. Um, and most of them are more than 50% well and a, f uh, and a good chunk or handful of them are above um, 70 and okay. I think you know, probably four or five of them um, <laughs> might be more than uh, no, three of them I think so far of those that are published mm -hmm. are uh, more than 80% uh, recovered so right. there are plenty of cases but this particular um, uh, uh, girl who was at the time when I uh, uh, got to know, know her she was 20 years old she had actually also fallen on, on a ski trip with, when she was 14 years old um, and um, since since she was 14 years old, she had not gone to school because of, uh, right. of, uh, okay. of her situation. Right. Um, so she had um, she had tried a few times to start in school, but always had to to quit after a few months because uh, it, right. it, it just didn't work out for her. Oh and when I got in touch with her, um, uh, she had actually just finished a, a half a year. Um, a program mm -hmm. on something called um, the Center for Brain Damage in Denmark, which is a, 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 a officially um, uh, funded uh, center with you know okay. the, yeah. the, the, the regular kind of doc doctors. Well, by the government. And if it essentially the, the 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 message from this, which was supposed to be the the, the peak of of the capacity of, of the Danish hospital sector, they told her that she had to accept her situation now. Right. And uh, and uh, two, so so I took her uh, uh, with me and we started the program. We had a lot, mm -hmm. lots of talks. She did a lot of crying. Uh, we did a lot of breathing. We did a lot of relaxing. We did a yeah. lot of massage. Well, I told her, or I instructed her on how to massage herself. And um, after those two months, uh, her her symptoms had had reduced by more than uh, eighty percent. 
Wow. So um, this was this was this yeah, was a, a particularly good uh, outcome because it went mm. quite quite quickly. But we also <laughs> did the program full time. Uh, so the people that I'm working with, uh, those some seventy uh, persons around the world, they are many of them are working full time or half time, uh, trying to support their families. So of course they cannot yeah. uh, do the, the the program, which no, actually no, is. Quite time-consuming, but we—I have a min, mini miniaturized program for those people, which works well. They have to spend a few hours a day on the program, which can be done in front of the TV or in front of Netflix yeah. or while listening to an audiobook. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, so, and or you know, while, while conversing or talking mm-hmm. with your family. So, although you need to put some hours into the program it's actually not taking away too much of your of the time because you can be social no. you can do other things at the mean in the meantime no um, of course but of those of those people uh, the, the the recovery path typically is is much longer than than two months so it's it's typically uh, it's typically at least uh, so as, as i mentioned typically 10 percent per month um, but it depends. Uh, it depends very much on how uh, severely you are affected. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what I usually tell people who can get a little bit discouraged by by the outlook <laughs> of having to spend uh, uh, one year before they are uh, cured is mm-hmm. that imagine if your symptoms could just fall by thirty percent. Yeah. How nice! Yeah. How nice that would be. Okay. Uh, and that is well within grasp uh, in, in in a three month period. And then you can celebrate the fact that your symptoms have reduced by 30%. Yeah. I mean, you might want to take a small break from the program, or maybe go on a holiday and, uh, and celebrate your, your effort. And then you go for another three-month uh, stretch and then uh, cut off another 30%. Yeah. And with this way of, of cutting up the program into smaller chunks, mm-hmm. um, it all, all of a sudden it, it becomes more uh, manageable. And then it, in the end, you start feeling better. Which also means yes. that uh, it becomes much easier to do the program because you're no longer tired. You can do your work. You don't have all the symptoms, um, and you can can sort of um, wrap it all uh, up uh, at at the end. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, th- th- there's uh, something that, that I think I can. If the people that will listen to this podcast are, are going to will almost will me to ask you now, is that. In terms of those people who have had, because all of our members have had some type of mild or traumatic or severe traumatic brain injury, and that ranges from a, a mild concussion up to kind of like some time in coma, how would you uh, think about kind of reconciling missing with amne- in terms of that amnesia certain months or years of your life because i know like myself and others you, we've missed a, we've missed out on a lot a lot of times of our life how how would you find a way gustav of of, of recentering those types of people back into the current moment that's a good question uh, maybe i'm not uh, the expert uh, but go in, on anyway give me your opinion in that, way, in that area <laughs> But it's, it's certainly relevant. Uh, I mean, you know, your life is going to be lived in the future. Uh, maybe that's, that's one, one way to, to think about it. Um, um, and uh, otherwise, you, can, you, could, you might want to dig into, you know, Buddhist uh, life philosophy. Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. my approach to this is to not to appreciate the good things in life. 
Um, Uh And one good thing could be a good future where you don't have these things. Um, You might have lost 10 years. Well, maybe you you wouldn't go that Uh dramatically and and say that you've actually lost 10 years. But um, you can definitely gain the rest of your life. And I have uh, people, I think maybe the oldest one is probably in the late 60s. Right, and she's okay. eager and she's uh, positive and she just wants to get <laughs> over with this and she's had it for many, many, for decades. Mm. Uh, so obviously she's excited to, to, to uh, the outlook of having to spend, spend her uh, retirement not having all of these um, issues. So from my point of view, it's never too late to get well. And mm-hmm. even if this has been debilitating for you for 30 years, um, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, more difficult to quote quote fix somewhat somebody who has had it for just five years yeah. versus somebody who's had it for 30 years yeah okay so right. um, that's, yeah. that's that's um that's quite a remarkable positivity and that's that's the one thing that struck me since i started talking to you is you you have kind of like an ingrained positivity about you that and i think that's something which many people that, that have, have had their life disrupted by brain injury or concussion or post-concussion syndrome, that's something that they can quickly lose really, really, really fast. Absolutely, yeah. So um, going forwards now and, and thinking about, um, obviously you, you've set up, you set up this programme, you've given your own time, your effort, your energy, and you've put your own, own uh, personal backing into it. Um, where do you see this going in future and, and how do you want to develop things? Well, um, there's an interesting or <laughs> alarming uh, statistic depending on from what point of view you, you, you see it, in, in, at least in Denmark, which is that um, one out of five visits to the, uh, the GP or the doctor is related to one of these illnesses. Oh, yeah. So it's, re- it's related to mm. post-concussion, fibromyalgia, yeah. oh, yes. disease, you know, all of these uh, d- d- diseases. Wow. So it's it's huge, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, massively. it's a tremendously big, time. Uh, big amount of people worldwide who are suffering from one of these diseases. And I personally feel like I'm, I'm sitting here with the, the Holy Grail and my vision <laughs> yeah. is to yeah. pass this on before I die, hopefully yeah. in many years. But Many I'm years. sure that when when I'm done with with this, then um, th- there will be a structured uh, way uh, in 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 all of the health services around the world, so that when people show up with one of these diseases, the doctor will say, "Oh, that's uh, you know uh, whatever." A, a tool in the bo- yeah, you want them to and say is that you want them to say really deep down that that that's one of the tools in the box. Because yeah. at the moment, the only t- the main 80, 80 or ninety percent of the tools in the box are, oh, Pfizer, Glass, you know, GlaxoSmithKline, exactly. or you know, yes. whichever drug company, or I can't even remember all the names now because no. they're not really that important. Um, no. But you know, exactly. you, you just know that it's some corporate tool that they're going to bring out of the box. And yeah. uh, it, as I've mentioned many times on the podcast before, my favourite saying is an, is a uh, one from. Uh, Japan and it's an ancient well an old Japanese saying that says well when the only tool you have is a hammer everything begins to look like a nail (laughs) and so uh, and and so this is why it's good that we have people like yourself and in in future episodes just to let people know while people are are listening to this uh, we've got uh, Dr. Alison Merrick 
uh, who's also from Yorkshire, where I live in England. She's coming on soon to give some talks on uh, uh, Bowen Technique Therapy for Revival. And she helped me back in 2011 and 12. And MLD, Manual Lymphatic Drainage. And there's also um, so, some other people, good people that are coming on too, healers and uh, practitioners like yourself, uh, serious people that have put the time and effort, energy into changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're glad about that. So keep listening. If, if, if you are listening, keep listening. Um, so on the next stage of things, the next phase of things, uh, is it, where do you want to develop from here? Well, my the, the milestone that I'm like my vision right now, my immediate milestone is to cure and pub- publish uh, 100 uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And then I think I believe that uh, for most people watching uh, that uh, um, will will conclude that this is pretty um, pretty convincing evidence that it's actually possible to uh, yeah. not not just by chance but by um, a structured uh, a structured uh, approach to yeah. cure, cure these kinds of, uh, of, of diseases and illnesses. And um, I, I don't even know where, where I would want to take it from there. Um, okay. Maybe I would want uh, to um, teach this. Um, um, well, you know, all the people that I'm putting through my program, they are essentially getting a small education. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they might, uh-huh. I know for a fact that many of them are helping their friends. Yeah, uh, oh, that's good. So that's that great. One way of getting, getting it out there. Fantastic. And another way of, um, of, of spreading the word might be that when I have those 100 cases, um, um, many uh, other, other media will be more interested in, in, in covering uh, what I'm doing. Okay. Um, so I'm, 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 I don't know where it will take me. I just know that if I can show 100 uh, incurable people being cured or almost yeah, cured, uh-huh. then that will be a tr- a tremendously valuable ammunition uh, to, to take this, you know, even further. And ultimately, at the, in the very end, I want all everybody in the world to be aware of this and have access to this. Maybe we need to, to develop an app or something that people can uh, yeah. uh, can download. Possibly, so, yeah. Sort of like an, an electronic coach or maybe we need more community or, yeah, we'll see. But, well, um, I, I would say it's probably a combination of many things at once. Uh, I know, and there are many things that, that maybe we have on our side and here from, from the perspective of, well, different types of healing. So, um, whereas you've done a, a fantastic work to come to this point and, and done something that nobody's done before in this area, I would mm-hmm. think, well, actually, well, there may be other things that, that uh, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, that you could do uh, to combine with what you're doing, which could give somebody, potentially somebody that's been injured, brain injured or, or chronically uh, ill, a whole different perspective on how to recover. Yes. And I think that we need to devise this in small groups and small areas. I don't think it's going to be done under the corporate umbrella. No, probably not. I, I, I would, I'd be 98% sure that it's not going to happen under the corporate umbrella. And no, so, uh, for instance, yeah, um, working as, as I do with uh, photonic, light, energy, energy healing, sound healing, vibrations, color, different things, which may not 
currently be uh, crossed over into the mainstream of science, it doesn't mean that these things don't work. So you have to then be prepared to make a little leap of faith, like a quantum leap as well. So what, what I, for anybody listening, what I'm looking forward to uh, doing in future, and, and for the likes of, yeah, with Gustav as well, is that, yeah, when we com- combine, and we can come back to you with another podcast, and we can say, well, actually, there are things where we can like offer you not just one or two things, but you know, to make it more powerful, a few things. Um and then that could then lead on to, well, you know, why just do one thing when you can maybe do two or three or four things? And then, uh, and, and so on and so on. But I think the more tools you have in your toolbox or your, your kind of healing toolbox or your, your medical scientific <laughs> toolbox of healing, then the more you can, you can go forwards and, and be confident. I think... Um, there's got to be a point where we do break free from the past and we do break free um, but how do you feel about um, kind of how do you feel about supplementation and people using nat- natural medicine herbalism and things like that Gustav um, my so I, I can tell you that and, uh, and this might be a little bit um no. Controversial. I don't know. No, go but, for it. Uh, but but from my point of view, um, all the hearing uh, healing elements, um, let's say sound heal uh, or remote healing or sound healing and those things, from my point of view, the the the, the, the mechanism by which they might be working is yeah. because they, redu- they they reduce stress. So yeah. if you are being, if you feel like you're getting a lot of attention from a, a, a person, you might even feel the, the love. Uh, from 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 a practitioner, um, it, yeah. it, the, the reason that if you were, were to do some sort of um, survey um, um, and, and and trying to figure out whether healing actually works, yeah, um, I, I would I would I would suspect that the medical um, um, explanation would be that stress is reduced in the patient, and mm-hmm. when stress is reduced in the patient, they go out of st- the stress and they go into something called homeostasis, yes, which is yeah, yeah. the state the state that the body needs to be in to repair itself. <laughs> And, right. and 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 that's so so the the, the thing that i that i um, advise my patients is to do whatever you think feels good but yeah. don't don't do things that make it worse no, so there no, are no. a few things that i'm always a little bit reluctant to for, for people to do one thing is um, so all kinds of supplements uh, is fine fine for me I personally don't think that they have a huge uh, impact. Really? All kinds of alternative um, um, healing is fine for me, especially if they make you feel good. Because when mm-hmm. you when they make you feel good, that's an indication to me that it is reducing your stress, which is good. Um, but what I do do not recommend there are mainly I think two things. First of all, uh, is chiro- chiropractors. Oh, yeah, uh, Kairos, yeah. and yeah, um, uh-huh. the reason is that some people can can benefit from it, but if you are worried about going to the Cairo, you might tense up before he does his um, or her. Uh, yeah, yeah I suppose so. Yeah, and yeah. in effect, uh, it and and it can really give you uh, uh, it can re-traumatize your muscles effectively. Yeah. So. So um, I'm I'm a little bit cautious with people, especially if they haven't done it before. If you are a long-term Cairo visitor, then by all means, and if you feel good, you can do it. 
Um, just just one one note about chiropractors, um, um, because I also went to a chiro for, for half a year, uh, twice a week uh, myself. And um, the, the, what, what people usually um, experience is that it feels really good and they feel um, uh, amazing when they get, get out from the chiro. Uh, but then in a few days, they will see uh, things will tend to uh, get misaligned again. And the problem is that if you imagine your spine or, or all of your mm -hmm. vertebrae in, in, in your neck, if the muscles that are holding these, uh, these bones together, if they are very, very tense, mm -hmm. then they will pull the bones out of alignment again. And that is what happens. So you go and you get your adjustment, yeah. all the bones adjust. But your muscles are still extremely tense, and they will slowly pull the the, the bones yeah. out of alignment again. And this is why you have to re repeatedly go to the chiro. At yeah. least that's my experience, and that's that's the experience of many people. Yeah. So so one thing I don't recommend uh, is chiropractors. Um, the other thing I don't recommend is stretches because stretches can can ag agitate or and aggravate the trigger points. Um, you can do very, very extremely subtle, but if you want to be on the safe side, don't do stretches. Anything else no. that makes you feel good is is um, is fine. Even 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 medication is fine for me, um, to well, the extent yeah. that it is not considered a solution, but it is considered a tool. And the difference between a solution and a tool is that a solution is something you consider a permanent solution that's it whereas a tool is something you you, you use temporarily to um, make it easier for you to achieve your goal so mm -hmm. for example i have people um, that i'm helping who whose muscles are so ten tense and so tender and so painful that they can barely touch them um, and we sometimes talk about whether it would be a good idea for them to 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 take some um, some painkillers uh, or something uh, more dramatic in order to temporarily remove or reduce their pain so that they can complete the program. But of course, it, it is with the intention of getting rid of the, uh, the painkillers uh -huh. and the, the, the medication eventually when their muscles and their trigger points and their symptoms have gone away. So use um, okay. um, well, painkillers as a, as a tool, not as a solution. Hmm. Well, I think uh, in, in, in terms of... Uh, my own experience with chiropractors well uh, I had a more positive experience mm -hmm. and um, some people do yeah I, I, a lot, I of, pe a lot of people like do 50-50% it's just that yeah. it's risky I think, I think um, well th I, it was only last year it was only last uh, February March that for the first time in my life I went to see a chiropractor and I learned about suboxulation and, and the, the with the spine I think I, I must have been one of the lucky ones because mm -hmm. I, I got this chap called Tim uh, Tim Bowen in fact and he's at um, Broadgate Chiropractic Centre in Leeds uh, so for anybody listening in Yorkshire I, I, I would recommend them specifically him um, because he really helped me at a time when I was doubled over and bent over and I didn't go, like you said, people can go in there with thinking that, well, actually, it's going to be painful, it's going to be horrific, it's going to be terrible. I went in with an open mind, and I'm usually open-minded about most things. I, I tend to be a bit of a daredevil. So I went in there and um, just let him do what he did, and I made myself pliable to that. I told him everything, and he was very, very thorough, and I told him in great detail what had gone on. Um, and he helped me a tremendous amount. 
uh, until I, I couldn't afford to go anymore. I couldn't, uh, you know, I, I, it was a point where things in other parts of my life I couldn't afford to go. Um, so, but he allowed me to walk kind of like straight and, and be, you know, kind of see great improvement in many areas. But I understand what you're saying that, yeah, some people will expect a quick fix or they will expect something else and maybe be disappointed uh, in those terms. So, yeah, I agree with you. You have to be very careful. Um, while there are some success stories, like, like mine has been good, there are others which are not so good. Yeah. Uh, and and there are all, all kinds of ranges of chiropractors. Some will be competent, some will be progressive. And if you can get like a, a functional medicinal chiropractor, then you're more likely to get a better experience. Um, okay, so we, we, we've covered most things already. Um and we've we've looked at um, different types of uh, kind of like what you said, like uh, stress, tension, overload, and bodily traumas. Is there anything else that you want to add at this point? Uh, about um, actually, on? yeah, um, I, I mentioned earlier about uh, explaining the different uh, symptoms from a trigger point point of view. So, for example, many people um, suffer from visual disturbances. Yeah. And um, and how, how could that be explained from a trigger point point of view? Well, the thing is that if you develop these trigger points in your neck muscles and uh -huh. they send this pain into your head, and first of all, yeah. uh, I'll encourage you right now to, to pinch your neck muscles and I'm sure you'll be able to conclude yeah. and agree that <laughs> yeah. yes, it does in fact yeah, uh, does refer hurt. pain up into my, my, my face and my ears and my jaw and, and so on. Yeah. The thing that happens, um, the response of these muscles up in your head to this uh -huh. referred pain from the trigger points in the neck is that the muscles in your face and head, they cramp up and they tighten up and yeah, they develop yeah, something right, called yeah. satellite trigger points. So okay, um, yeah. this, this, this happens uh, most um, uh, um, or, um, very, very frequently with the jaw. So you have you have a trigger point, which is the, the primary trigger point. You have that in your neck. Then th this trigger point yeah. sends pain into your jaw, and okay. the muscles of your jaw um, develop satellite trigger points, and they and and they cramp up and they tense up, and that is what pulls your jaw out of alignment. But this right. does not. So of course the, the the solution is to get rid of the trigger points in the mm -hmm. neck rather than spending a lot of time on intra-oral intra massage and massaging the, 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 okay. the, the yeah. muscles in your jaw, because yeah. you might find some temporary relief, mm -hmm. but as long as the primary trigger points exist, they will just build up the trigger points again, and you'll be back where, where you started. Right. Um, but, but this referred pain can also go into your eyes. So getting back to the visual, really? uh, right, really? visual disturbances, in your eyes you also have many muscles. Um, some are larger than others, but there are some that are very, very tiny and actually sit inside the inner eye. And this, what, what some of these, uh, or one of these muscles uh, do mm -hmm. is that they control the curvature of the lens, the lens of your eye. Right. So imagine uh, if you're looking if you're looking uh, far away, your these small muscles will pull on your lens yeah. and adjust it so that you can focus uh, in the distance. Okay. And if you're looking very closely, the the muscles will relax and you can uh, uh, can look um, uh, uh, very um, uh, very short very short distances. Right. But if these if these mu small muscles if they if they cramp up 
um, um, due to the trigger points in the neck, that's when you get the blurry vision, uh, the inability to focus, and so on. And other people have even um, um, and uh, pro- pro- problems with move- movement, with move- move- moving the eyes. Yeah. And those, are, of course, eye movements are controlled by other muscles again. Um, so the the thing is that, okay. and the same and the same logic goes for the inner ear. So to, uh, the, you have all kinds of you have small muscles yeah. in the uh, inner ear. For example, there's a mm-hmm. small muscle that protects your inner <clears throat> ear from very high sounds. So yeah. that if if there's a sudden extremely high sound, it <clears throat> will pull um, uh, pull the little um, the hammer bone away from from um, yeah. Uh, from your inner ear, uh-huh. um, but if this small muscle cramps up chronically, of course you, you can you can get some uh, malfunctioning ear, and the same goes with the tinnitus and 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 the other inner ear problems. And also when when the trigger points send pain into your ear again, as as I mentioned earlier, um, your your body might think that something is <laughs> in in the ear. And it might respond with excessive um, earwax, or it might even create yeah. an inflammation response wow. in the in the ear. Okay. Um, so this is this is this is why people who get all of these um, 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 or can get all of these symptoms from from trigger points. Mm-hmm. And then the last com- comment about symptoms is that many of many people who who suffered uh, post concussion and, and the other uh, the other um, um, diagnosis yeah. they also get many other bodily uh, or anti, uh, bodily malfunctioning for example with the digestion right. yeah the gut yeah yeah but those come from the stress part of it because as i mentioned earlier um, <clears throat> when you get stressed your basically your entire body shuts down and everything all, all, all the priority of the body goes into the muscles, so your your uh, digestion s- uh, shuts down when you get stressed. <laughs> and if you weren't stressed enough um, yeah. uh, before you got this illness, this illness is sure to make you even <laughs> more stressed. Oh yes, um, yeah, definitely. So you you'll you'll get hormo- hormonal imbalances be- uh-huh. because of the chronic stress. You'll yeah. get digestive issues because of the, the stress. You'll get, uh, you can get various uh, autoimmune um, uh-huh. um, uh, disorders um, yeah. that are a- 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 aggravated and might even come um, uh, entirely from stress. Um, and basically, all of these, your immune system might suffer. You you might get sick all the time, um, and 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 so on. So this is this is how, uh, at least from my point of view, I, I, I explain all of these different um, um, symptoms and, 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 and illnesses from from where I'm sitting or from from, from, from how I understand the, the, the condition. Oh yeah, thank you. That's, 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 it's certainly something for people to think about, and mm-hmm. I, I think that a, a lot of what we said tonight is going to give people f- food for thought. Uh, and so. the the way that I've kind of designed these podcasts and, and the interviews and chats we've had is to be that people, Gustav, a lot of people listening to this may think maybe like I was initially very skeptical of thinking, well, this is because you come from uh, more of a European mindset in Denmark mm-hmm. and wherever, maybe a little bit alien to some of them, uh, particularly from North America and Australia and other parts, but. Uh, it is something for people to consider, and uh, I think that the, the the more we have these discussions and the more we talk about this, the the, the more that the answers are going to come forwards as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I hope so. 
So, um, in terms of um, how, I think, how, if, if people haven't yet or are still sceptical or haven't found a way to recover yet like like they don't they don't always know where to go and I'll testify to this myself I didn't know in the early days um, what are some of the in your opinion Gustav what are some of the uh, basic things that people can do say before if before they found you, your own uh, help or, or in, in the early days what would you suggest to people um, well, I would tell them that I don't think that there was, you know, I'm very committed to my approach. Uh, so, so, um, um, of course I've, I've picked, I've picked from other people. I, I didn't discover trigger points. Uh, in, in, in fact, um, the, 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 no, the no, doctor, no. Uh, John F. Kennedy actually was, was the one who, who wrote the, the big manual on trigger points. Yes. Yeah. And obviously I haven't, um, uh, created, uh, you know, uh, well, sort of the, the breathing exercises and the, the techniques, techniques for, for de-stressing. I've just understood, as in my opinion, what is wrong. And then I have picked up all of the tools out there that are most efficiently uh, counter countering your situation and reversing the, the vicious circle. Yeah. So uh -huh. um, the, the best recommendation I can do is to go to my website, uh, curalistic.org, okay. uh, and, 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 and start there because any tool that, that, that I believe is um, uh, efficient has already been included in, in my, my, my program. Oh, okay, so um, typically, if somebody got in touch with you today, say tomorrow or next week, um, mm -hmm. and you 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 kind of accept them as a case study, uh, what what could they expect in real terms uh, in in terms of guidance and uh, yeah. help from yourself? Please tell us. Yeah, yeah. So so they'll write me an email or request me as a friend on Facebook or write me a message. Uh, on, on Facebook or just you know any kind of communication to to curalistic, uh, uh -huh. org. Um, then I will uh, set uh, I will um, make sure that they are motivated that they understand the the, 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 the cases that I have already or they, that they have seen the cases that I have already published because you know I, I want them to have seen what other people have achieved so that they will get motivated. And when they have done that, I Good. will uh, tell them to read or listen to my book, which is just mm -hmm. a yeah. half hour introduction into the, the uh, it basically um, it will explain you why you are sick and what to do to get well. The next step will be to um, um, to make our the first video where you tell your story. Um, the second video will be where we go through the, the symptom list. We note down all of your <laughs> symptoms. You get to score each symptom between zero and ten. And then uh, after that, the, the, the formalities have some some uh, uh, been been done. Then uh, we will talk about you. I will we will talk about your breathing. Um, if you are uh, a chest breather, I'll put you into a um, a seven day breathing challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, yeah, structure yeah, and how yeah. to, to, to perform it. <clears throat> Next, if you are not sleeping well, we will put you through a sleep program so that you can start to sleep well again. Um, and once those two, so we're kind of building, uh, you know, we're starting with the foundation, uh -huh. we're building yeah, yeah. layers on top of layers oh, yeah, yeah. Of, 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 of improvements. So after, after the sleep program, um, uh, we will start with the massage. And yeah, the first yeah. muscle that we start with is this uh, famous uh, sternocleidomastoid uh, SCM, the uh, muscles that sits on the side of the neck. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll start with mm-hmm. massage with that. I'll teach you how to develop a habit where you um, almost compulsively massage this muscle all the time without even being aware of it. Oh, because yeah. one of the That's biggest need, issues yeah. people, yeah, one of the biggest issues for people is okay. I know I have to do it, but I keep forgetting it. So how do you make it almost <laughs> a, a, an OCD compulsion to have to massage it all the time, which is Aye. like the best OCD compulsion you can have uh, if you're suffering from this uh, yeah. uh, in, in, in a nice way. <laughs> in a nice yeah. way, yeah. So, so, so this you, is really easy, isn't it? It's not too, it's not too difficult. Um, of course, there are different techniques and um, uh-huh. different people have different issues. One of the big issues with many of the women that I'm working with is that they have to cut their nails Oh. Because they have to, uh, <laughs> oh, no. they scratch no, themselves. No, that, that's not fair. To be fair, Gustav, that's not fair. <laughs> no, no, I know. Um, but um, yeah, that, that for some that's, people yeah, is, is I'm a just little ki- I'm just kidding. that they yeah. have to swallow. But, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, most, most of the people just get it done. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, so people have different, um, you know, needs and, and, and different um, okay, things that yeah, can pull them yeah. back. So I'll just help them with All that right. and address that. And then I'll sign you up to uh, my Facebook group, which is, it's called the Inner Securalistic Inner Circle Group, which is only for those 70 people who are doing it so that we can support each other. People are writing their, uh, uh, you know, challenges and and successes each day. And I'm I'm participating uh, there as well. Fantastic. We'll become Facebook friends. So I will write you once in a while and hear how things are going. I'll get on so, uh, the video chat yeah. with you whenever you need to. Yeah. And we both we basically have the same goal uh, uh-huh. of getting you as well as possible, as fast as possible. So um, you, and then, of course, I'll help you with all, all the other massage, the massage of the trapezius, the, the, the levator scapula, yeah. and the spleen, uh-huh. and, and all these other uh, different <laughs> muscles. Um, yeah, so that's it. So yeah, you, you've thought of just about everything, really. Um, I don't know that, that you, what you're doing is you're throwing out the challenge to people, and I know that that in this day and age, yeah, in where there's so many different therapies and things going out there, but I I think I personally think that that what you're doing, yeah, uh, uh, you know, in terms of offering that, is 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 a really wonderful thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, if people do want to get in touch with good stuff, you know, do, do so. Uh, and you know, like I say to everybody, when when they say, "Well, I've tried everything," and I say, "Well, no, you've tried everything you can think of." Exactly. But, but maybe there's other things that you haven't thought of. So yes. why not keep looking? I think that that's the essence to the whole of life, really. Is it just keep on looking? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah, keep on going there. So um, to sum up, is there anything you want to say finally to people about uh, what you're doing and, and the future of what you're doing as well, Gustav? No, I think we've covered it. Um, my Good help stuff. is free, right. as, as, uh-huh. uh, as we've mentioned a few times, and the purpose is to educate the world and you know help those millions of people and inspire those millions of people out there suffering just like the listeners of, of this uh, of this podcast is oh, i'm not sure there's millions yet there's, there's about a thousand so far but <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah not, but, you know, uh, hopefully someday be, you know there may be yeah, like thousands i don't want to yeah yeah I, I, I don't want to kind of block my ego that far yet <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll always be one of the most humble people at podcasting. Yeah. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I just do it. And, and I, I always enjoy just having these chats with people. That's the most important thing to me. Because when I, I started this back in like 2008-9, there was nothing on the internet. There was nothing anywhere. And we started one of the first groups and it grew and it grew and I got people to help me. And then... Uh, what what motivated this podcast uh, was, and I want to say this to everybody, not just yourself, Gustav, is that, well, every day I'd have like three, four, five, six, seven messages, people going, how how did you recover? How have you got well? How have you got well, Dave? How have, how did you get, how did you recover from post-concussion syndrome? And they're like, well, and I ended up like sat on my phone trying to text in, in like you know it's like the con the lack of context in social media um just just trying to give them certain things and it got to the point where i'd done it so hundreds of times and i thought i, I can't do this anymore <laughs> and that was my kind of like kind of retarded way of learning that i had to put it out in a different way because uh, you'll agree i'm sure that when you do a a podcast or when, when you talk to people you can you can get so much more context but you can fit so much more in as well yeah absolutely it's, yeah it's a great format definitely. yeah so and then of course if, if people can't li especially with brain injury or, or chronic illness if their attention span or they've got fog brain fog or whatever they can't listen to it all in one go no uh, and so um you know, then you give them the chance to like be able to pause it, and like if you listen to it late at night, if you, that's the only time you can concentrate, then you might be able to listen to the last half the next day or whenever. So, it, it, I think it's all relevant, really, and it, it, it's a good tool. So, I think we've made the right choice. I think so too. Right. So, uh, it just remains for me to thank you so much for giving yeah, for, for giving up your time to do this and and uh, i'm sure um, in future we, we'd love to have you back on to talk about uh, different specific areas of this uh yeah, good stuff so uh thank you so much and thank you and uh we'll, I'll, I'll try and put your links and things in the bio for this podcast as well on the niche uh so uh thank you very much yeah, thank you David. Good, good night yeah, so that was um, the chat that I had with Gustav Grunso, and uh, like we said uh, in the within the conversation, if you want to get in touch with Gustav, you can do so uh, through Facebook, or um, you know, kind of even contact me personally, or I'll put you in touch with him. But just look up the YouTube channel Curialistic um, or Curialistic.org. So what what we learned from that is that basically, yeah, this is a, another way of looking at things. Um, he's got a very, very direct and, and kind of wonderfully uh, simple approach to dealing with things. So please bear this in mind uh, when you're looking at the future of your own healing as well. Um, now, we're going to have some more podcasts soon, although we're taking this little break. Um, we're going to look at uh, Bowen Technique Therapy with Dr. Alison Merrick. And uh, also Jamie Retsky's coming on to talk to us and she's got her own podcast in, in North America. So uh, yeah, there's some really exciting things to come. Now also as well, um, we have, and I'm going to uh, spend a lot more time uh, because people have asked me to do so, are looking at CPTSD, so complex, po uh, complex, 
<laughs> complex PTSD. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it now. Uh, let me just put my teeth back in. Complex. <laughs> I can't even say it now. <laughs> so yeah, complex PTSD, CPTSD. I'm not even going to try and say it. So this is where, you know, we go, we go back to what happened in uh, childhood, early adulthood, and things, trauma, and other things as well. I think this is a big area, and it, it certainly covers a major part of fractionality around PCS as well. So uh, if you have, and I know a lot of people have sent me messages and emails recently um, regarding these subjects, and I've not been able to quite mention them or put them into podcasts, then please keep sending them because I'm going to save them up for a very, very soon podcast on uh, how to deal with emotional flashbacks, particularly with PCS, which is something that nobody else is dealing with and other issues as well. So once again, thank you so much for listening. I really, really do appreciate all of the listeners. We've got listeners from the USA, Canada, Ireland, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Puerto Rico, everywhere. We just, all over the planet, there's all kinds of places. I can't even mention them all. Uh, just thank you so much and keep, please keep listening. And please tell your friends, tell people that you know that are interested and that way we can we can spread the good news faster and faster than ever. So in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me personally uh, as, as the anchor for these podcasts, uh, you know that whatever we're doing is not commercial, it's not discussed elsewhere, it's confidential, it's private, it's between you and me and others. Uh, you can do so on Twitter, at postconcussion is the handle. On Facebook, you can contact me as David Bottomley. Uh, as a post-concussion syndrome awareness worldwide in the groups uh, on WordPress, it is post-concussion syndrome awareness uh, UK dot WordPress dot com, uh, and you know that way you can you can find us any way you can. All right, so thank you so much for listening, and we're going to be back. I, I promise you, really soon with some more really good stuff. Thanks a lot. Good night. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcast that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself my guests and my podcasts are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. 
please do your own research, your own uh, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concrete syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out anymore, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't, please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcast. And uh, this summit is 24 of them now, at least, and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just, just really, really enjoy what we're doing. And so much love and respect to you all. Thank you. <laughs>